Hey everyone, welcome out to the good, the bad, and the geeky. I'm Nick Nitro. No, no you're not. I'm oh, Jesus. I'm Grace and Big Titties. Everybody. Thank you. I'm Grace and Big Titties. If you don't know what that, why that comes up, what, listen to the last episode, or no, the episode before the last episode, uh, the Cougar Town finale episode, and, and you will you will find out why. Um, before we uh, continue, uh, check out my friend's podcast, uh, Drawing the Wrong Conclusions. They really helped me out uh, these past uh, week or so with um, something else. Uh, I don't want to bore you with the details, with, but those guys are awesome. JT and Scott, they're doing podcasts again. It's amazing. Uh, check they out were the show formerly now. the gig cast. They correct? were. That yes. is correct. JT and Scott, they were formerly of the gig cast. They are now doing a new podcast called Drawing the Wrong Conclusions where, you guessed it, they have a mat and mm-hmm. they draw the wrong conclusions on the mat mm. uh, and with a pen and a pencil. You didn't actually give me a chance to guess, so you'll know if I guessed it or not. Well, but you, you would, I think that you would have guessed correctly. I would have said it had something to do with uh, a room where you saw people that came into your house, like a drawing room, where you know you Ooh, gathered. And yeah. What's that too, Jimmy? Mm. I, I'm, I'm done with that. I don't know where to go with that. Fine. I don't know where to go with. Yes, that. and. Yes, and. I like pie. <laughs> <laughs> You're so bad at this. I, <laughs> if Nathan oh, was here, yes. if Nathan was here, we would improv for. I yeah, I know. Long Thank you for reminding me of my failures and everything. You're so, welcome. Yeah, so you're welcome, Grayson. Yeah, so, cheer up, BT. Mm-hmm. Can I call you GBT now? No, Grayson McTitties. No, GBT. No. Yes, yeah. and yes, you, you and. realize that good bad geeky is GBG. You're G-B-G. GBT. Yeah. GBG with GBT. Jesus Christ. Well, anyway... That's um, your new name forever. Before we talk about what's on the show tonight, uh, FYI, to check out our sponsors, we have uh, our com- my comic, uh, com. You can check out Jimmy's website at... JeromeWetzel.com. And where you can find what? All kinds of stuff. Like? Like uh, web series, books, uh, reviews. TV reviews. Yeah. Um, probably some information about an upcoming radio live right. podcast show. Right. And that's where at again? Jerome uh, You can also find on that page, I think, a link to your Twitter feed where he yep. has links, uh, which is, in my opinion, it's a lot. I like reading your Twitter a little bit more because sure. then I get links to everything that goes on your website. If anyway. you go on my website, there's a What's New page, and that basically links to everything that's new as well. So there you go. So that's on JeromeWuzzle.com. Uh, you can also check out our other sponsor, Packrat Comics, www.packratcomics.com. They're the best, aren't they? They really are the best. They're the best. They are the best. I, I love Packrat. I know. They are the best family-friendly comic shop I've ever been to, let alone in Ohio. But well, they've anywhere. been super good to us. We do live shows there. I know. I, I really they got really cool love stuff. Them. They really do. They have board games. They have comic books. They have graphic novels, T-shirts. You name it. Um, it's really great. Again, I name it. Com- so anything I name, they're going to have? Probably. If cheese? Not, and if not, they can they order have cheese? They will special order that cheese for you. <laughs> yes, they, they really will. would. They're that nice. Free, Lanchester, whatever type you know you, you really want. Well, I'd really rather get a board game or a comic book. Me too. But in case you want a board game and some cheese, you, you can think get they would? I wouldn't make that promise for them, though. You don't want a bunch of people going in there and asking for some. I'll get a call or an email. I was like, yeah, Nick, thank you so much for, you know. Continue. They're dropping they're, sponsorship of the podcast. They're dropping sponsorship of the podcast. You said we, we like cheese. And I was like, well, I figured there's that story by Jeff Garland, someone to eat cheese with. I thought, never mind. The movie with Sarah Silverman? That's yeah, which is based after a short story. Oh, is it? I didn't know it's that. It's actually based on his real life, too. Huh. I knew those based on his real life. I didn't know there was a story. Yeah, it's he just wants someone to eat cheese with. Okay, GBT, go yeah. ahead. Oh, Jesus. So, yeah, packratcomics.com. 
And uh, finally, uh, audibletrial.com forward slash goodbadgeeky. Get a 14-day free trial with to over 100,000 titles uh, at audible.com. And that's just, again, by going to audibletrial.com forward slash goodbadgeeky. That's a 14-day free trial. Get one free audiobook with tons of great artists like, you know, our George R. R. Martin, Tina Fey, Steve Martin, and uh, Michael Crichton. Jerome Wetzel? No, okay. I'm not Jerome, on Audible. Jerome's not on Audible. I'm not. Uh, which he should be. He I should know. Be. I should read some of my books into audio form. You should. I agree with that wholeheartedly. No? You're shaking your head no. Why? The higher somebody, the better. <laughs> oh, okay. Well, anyway, uh, again, check that out. AudibleTrial.com forward slash GoodBaggy. Okay, so this episode, episode 257 of the GoodBaggy, obviously, Jimmy's back um, with Grace and Big Wait, Grace. I'm back? You're You're back. You're back. You were gone last time. I was. You were. Is 257 a prime number? You were asking, yes. Yes, it is. Yes, and? <laughs> yes, and? <laughs> I was actually like, I was thinking about that just now. I'm like, well, it's not divisible by two, it's not divisible by three. I was tr- not, fa- I was trying to think of saying. See, you could it. ask me anything right now, mm-hmm. and my whole thing is I'm going to say yes, and? I'm, I should Google real quick, before you finish this opening... Is 257 a prime, prime number? number? Well, some of the stuff we talked about, and it's not... I mean, this is a prime episode, or it will be. Well, to throw it out there, because Jimmy will try to throw, like, 30,000 other things that I've left out. Will I? You, you always do. Yes, you do. 257 um, is a prime number. Yes, Boom. it is. I said it was, didn't I? You did, uh, but you didn't know. I didn't know. I didn't know. <laughs> the next yes, prime number coming yes, up... and <laughs> I don't... Yeah. The next prime number coming up will be 281, so that's a while down the road. Okay. Uh, but so enjoy it. Some of the things we talk about are uh, we we get a, we go over shows like uh, Fuller House, uh, Boy Meets World, Girl Meets World, Full House, um, Agents of Shield. We do a lot of comic book stuff. Uh, Arrow of the Flash, Arrow of the Flash, Daredevil. Daredevil. Uh, we talk about Last Man on Earth, Justified, and Mad Men, and probably thirty thousand different things. I will throw out there too, just to throw it out there. Look. You guys listen to our show, but for those who've never listened to us before, we love women. We think women are great. I'm throwing this out because I know there's going to be You're one You're throwing per- this out no, because no. you think I'm going to start talking about bad stuff here in a few minutes? No, no. Maybe. 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 I just put this way before. I've I've gotten emails uh, from women before just saying, like, who didn't know us at all because mm-hmm. they haven't listened to the show. Yeah. And they just go, you really hate women, don't you? And I'm what? like, they, I'm not kidding. Uh, these are women I've, I've went on dates with. They that they're, they they already come locked and loaded with that question because they listen to the podcast. Before I why do they think we hate women? Because we get a little jokey and you and sometimes with some racy stuff talking about boobies, racy, talking about boobies and other stuff. I so, mean, to be honest, I but, so I'm just I don't think I've ever known a woman in real life who thought I was the least bit sexist. Me, but I no, suppose me neither. If, me if they either. take it so, out of context, and we did say some things that were probably so, I, 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 I should say this is man talk. It, it really is. It's, it's man talk. Just like you guys, like you women out there, or men who like men, probably talk about you know guys floppy penises and stuff. I doubt they talk about guys <laughs> floppy penises. They, they just talk. Here's a floppy. You're doing something wrong. <laughs> when the yes. woman sees it, or the gay man, it should not be floppy anymore. <laughs> Yes. <laughs> <laughs> okay, GBT, start the show. Uh, okay. 
So, but no, yeah, I was just saying, just keep that in mind. Um, I don't know. I'm a little bit more cognizant of that as, as each show mm-hmm. goes forward. So, um, well, we, it's all for humor. We sincerely apologize yes. if we offend anyone. It, it's all for humor, so just keep that in mind. We're not we're not sincerely like that. We, we love women. We are, yeah, not at all the typical guys matter, that hit yeah, on chicks Matter of fact, bars. we think Gamergate is fucking horseshit. So, we'll probably get in trouble for that. So, let's just stop right there. <laughs> and uh, here's episode 257. I don't know the name of it you yet. You know, it's enjoy. really bad if the episode starts with an apology. <laughs> yeah, I know. It's really right? bad. It's really bad. Especially because we haven't even recorded it yet. And that's why. True. Yes, <laughs> that is also true. But you know what? We I don't record these like, openings at the end. No, never. <laughs> never. We never do that at the end. It's almost like someone time travel told us what was going to happen and we mm. just got ready for it anyway. I did not speak to this time traveler, so that's why I'm not apologizing. That's why I am. I know, because you they did. came to me and they had like a, like, you know, that radioactive, like, looking helmet. Mm-hmm. And they, like, they, it was late last night when I was sleeping. They, they, what did I you heard, smoke before bed? I, I smoked a, a lot of cocaine. I don't think you smoke cocaine. You can. You can. It's a new thing. Yes, and... <laughs> okay, here's episode 257. <laughs> you know what? That should be the name of the episode. Yes, and. Yes, and. Yes, and. All right, here's episode 257. Yes, and. Warning! The podcast you're about to hear is very filthy. We say naughty words you would use as an adult anyway. It will cause you not to eat your vegetables, and your mom generally thinks it's a bad idea. Any moment of the show that has any similarity to the history of any person living or dead, real or fictional, to real events are entirely unintentional and coincidental. Unless we're specifically noted, otherwise, in the cast and crew credits, all celebrity voices are impersonated, and new celebrity has endorsed any aspect of the show. Like, oh, hey, you remember that episode after, uh, Morgan, you remember that episode where you and Chuck did that and the guy is just like, was it Guillermo? I was just like, I, it sort of all blurs together and that's how I started. now. I was like, but I just did that a week ago. It all blurs together. It all blurs together. Yes, both. So, um, all right, yeah, we're recording. Are we? We are. Well, how are you today, Grace and Big Titties? I that was coming you told me it was coming I, I kind of was kind of disappointed that you mentioned it right now because it was already in my head to say it when we started recording oh well I'm, I mean and I withheld my tits are big and that's good I guess I didn't say your tits are big I just said your last name was Big Titties right and I mean just because that's your last name see, this was an improv game you've already failed you know how that, did right? I fail because you're always supposed to go yes and I, I understand but but you've already failed the improv yes and I also did something <laughs> fun with it by correcting you and giving you something else to talk about but you should that it's a family name and so it doesn't necessarily pertain to you but it can pertain to others in your family okay what you should have done I gave you something to feed off of yeah. which is the improv I took it away from the no, basic yes and no, and good, took good, it good. to a different okay, level no, here's how you okay you did you were half right mm-hmm. you should have did yes but also it's a family name and now like 
You know, you're right. My entire family has big titties. That's why we're called. But yours does not. You do not, which is ironic, is where I was going with that. But that's okay. Shut me down. It's fine. It's okay. Well, that's what happens in improv. Someone shuts somebody down somewhere. Yeah, and they you shut me down. Pissed. You thought I was shutting you down, so you shut me down. But I wasn't I really shutting you down. But you were. No, I wasn't. You because were. then I, I gave you that joke down by bringing the, the, the fa- by bringing the family into it and gave you some place to go. Welcome out to the good, the bad, the game. With grace and big titties. With grace and big titties. Um, so, yeah, I mean, it's been a few weeks since we did our last episode, or it feels like it's been a month, honestly, but it's really been a few weeks. Um, I was trying to remember what day we did that. It was whenever... It was a beautiful Tuesday, I don't know. Actually, wasn't it a Wednesday? I have no idea. That's when Cougartown... I have no idea. Yeah, you're probably right. I I don't know. It posted April twenty fifth, April 9th, twenty fifteen. But I'm sure so that's not when we probably, recorded it. No, so that was a few days before. So that well, the Wednesday was an eight, the uh, there was a Wednesday the eighth. Do you think it was Wednesday the eighth, or it might have been Wednesday the first? Wednesday the eighth. But but well, you know what? I'm going to look on IMDb and see when Cougar Town ended. For those listening, you are experiencing an amazing bit of time travel right now, as you're like because today's April twenty second, but it's not April twenty second for you. It's the future or it's the past. I'm not really sure. Well, right for now. me, every Tuesday is October 19th because community's on. Yes. And commu- October 19th is a state of mind. When we're recording this, did you watch the last episode from last night? I watched. Uh, I watched it yesterday morning because I have a column to do, and I don't have any Monday night shows to write about now that I have to write about since Sleepy Hollow's done. It comes on Monday night? I thought it would come on Tuesday night. It comes Monday at midnight, so Tuesday morning. Shit! Because it's Yahoo's free. I would totally watch it at midnight. It's online. It's a date. It's not a time. I thought it was like midnight on Tuesday... And or a certain time like like six PM Tuesday night no. they publish it. No, it's published at midnight. Shit. Okay. So what what I'm I doing instead of doing my writing first all of them up to yeah. the last instead of doing my writing first thing Tuesday morning. Each I episode, episode of that show keeps getting better and better and better. Okay, so Cougar Town actually ended on Tuesday, March thirty first. So we probably recorded on Wednesday the first, and you just held it for eight days before posting. Yeah. That sounds like something you would do. It does sound like something I would do, okay. because I'm a bum. I'm so it has been bum. three weeks since we last spoke on so the air. So it really almost has been a month. I mean, three weeks is only three... Yes, and three weeks is only three-fifths of a month. <laughs> <laughs> Good thing I know math, because... Let me tell you, everybody. Well, technically it's not three-fifths, because each month is not exactly five weeks. It's more like four and a half. But, you know, you get the picture. I do, but I have not seen Community last night yet, so I'm very... You didn't watch the most recent Community? I did not, I, I, which makes me sad, because I love the shit of what they're doing with that show right it's, now. Uh, well, this was the halfway point of the season this week, and it's just it's gotten so much darker, which, if the show were going to run another three seasons, would be a bad thing, but because it's probably not, is a, it's a really good thing, because it right. feels like they're building towards something. Which I... I really do hope, though, that they're building towards... The, I, I, I mean, the movie. Well, I will say they had a great uh, joke involving Troy last night. Or this oh. week. Oh, don't, don't tell me. I want to... Oh, it, oh. It's fantastic. Obviously, Troy's Donald Glover did not pop up. But Troy is the catalyst for a wonderful gag in this week's episode. Ah, oh, man. Uh, and also, this was a heavy Brita episode. 
The last one was too, with her parents and everything like that. Well, her parents are in this one. That wasn't last week's, though, that her parents Oh, that came. was the one before. That was before, yeah. Um, this was the guy she dated from season three that was in the subway. Yeah, Keith from yeah. Scrubs. He comes back, and now he's a, a guerrilla marketer for um, Honda. And it's, it's pretty damn hilarious. But it's also... It doesn't break new ground for Britta, but it reminds us of who she is. So it's very much like, is she going to let the pretty, charming, charming, handsome guy sleep with her? Or is she going to stick to her ideals against corporate greed? Both. And how does she end up? What decision does she ultimately make? Can he change for her? Can she change for him? Will she be happy? And it's community, so of course there will not be a happiness, especially not in a romantic sense. Yeah, there will be sadness and tears. And the other, the B-plot of the episode is Jeff's upset because Elroy doesn't like him. And Jeff is Jeff where he's not going to come out and say, like me. He's going to just act really cool and think that you'll like him for being cool, which doesn't work on Elroy. And again, it's Jeff really flustered. Elroy is... Keith David, the Keith older... David. He doesn't like... Okay, because for some reason I thought... I, the other old man, the old white guy. Leonard, that's Leonard. Never mind, never mind. Did you see they killed off fucking Hickey? Wait, what? Jonathan Banks' character from last season, Professor Hickey? No. It was an Easter egg in last week's episode when they were looking at the email, the email hacking episode, when they had the list of emails on screen. One of them was subject Professor Hickey's funeral. What? Yeah! Assholes! Ooh. You at least talk about that. He was basically part of the main cast last season. Wow, that's probably Dan Harmon just going, no. You know what I mean? Like, he- but Harmon was involved in last season. I know, but it's. But here's the thing: is that I know Jonathan Banks is busy with the excellent Better Call Saul, but I, I bet there was yeah. But remember, he was sort of shoehorned into the situation anyway. That you know what I mean? It wasn't the show that he came back to when yeah. he left it, and so it was a little bit like, well, I have to make do with what I have. And he almost even do this season. He almost matter of fact, he, I think he said he turned him down like three times. But he has to do six seasons in a movie. No, yes, he does. No, he doesn't. He does. He, Nick, it's not a choice. He has to look, shepherd that as movie. As a fan of the show, I agree with you 100%. He has to. He has but to. But the simple simple fact is that he really doesn't. I know. He can creatively do whatever the fuck he I wants. I know, but he needs and to do the movie, and everybody needs to be in the movie, and it needs to have is. finality. Here's the thing that also pisses me off, and I don't know if maybe if the movie was shot years ago, but Donald Glover is like, I'm just going to focus on my rap career, and now he's like, he's, I've seen him pop up in like four movies since then. Like, two of them, have, two of them are now are indie movies, but the other two are like big like blockbuster films. Like, well... Blockbuster as in they have a studio behind him. Like, yeah. Alexander in the No Good, Very Bad Day, he's yeah. the marketing guy that Steve Carell has, the younger guy he has to sell to. And, uh... Yeah, if not, that was probably filmed before Community Season 6 was... And there's that horror movie with Oliver, Oliver Olivia Wilde and the, the, the Duplass. Mm. One of the Duplass, I think it's Mark. Mm. Um, and you're just like... And um, there's a part of me that really hopes it was done before that. Probably was. But... I don't know. Unless, you know, he's like, I'm going to focus on my rap career. But then Mark Duplass offers me a role, so... I don't think Mark... I think Mark was only as an actor in that movie. Okay. Because Mark Duplass's stuff is really not mainstream horror or mainstream anything. Have you seen Safety Not Guaranteed? Not yet. It's on my TiVo. It's a fantastic movie. I like the show he's doing for HBO or Showtime right now. Togetherness? Yeah. That's good. 
I heard the scene with him and uh, Melody. I, I still have like two episodes of that to watch. I think, but this is like the second episode where they try like the dominatrix sex. Yeah, like completely naked. Yes, and I hear like it's funny, but it was funny. Weird. It is awkward. It's it's a very sad, depressing show. But it's good. It's good. And Amanda Pete is awesome in it, and her boobs look just as good as ever. They do. Well, I'm of the episode, I haven't seen the last two. I think I've only seen her boobs once briefly so far in this season. So <laughs> Melanie Linsky is much more naked in this show than oh, Amanda Peters. Really? Oh yeah, you see Amanda Linsky, uh, Melanie Linsky's boobs a few times, but Amanda Pete just flashes them once in a non-sex scene, and I'm like, oh, it takes me back to watching the whole nine yards fifty times. Which is, yeah, but they look yeah. just as good today, which just sounds creepy. creepy and dirty. I really appreciate her, her as an actress. I'm not just, I'm but, not just talking about her boobs. She's a very good actress. As men, we enjoy the actress. I mean, I loved her on Studio 60 on the Sunset she Strip, which had zero boobs in it. So. Also, she showed zero boobs in that one movie with Jack Nicholson and Diane Keaton. I mean, Diane Keaton showed her. But I mean, <laughs> oh God. But um, don't be mean to Diane Keaton. Look, she's a very talented actress, and that is a ballsy thing to do. But if I had my, I know this is probably mm-hmm. weird, but if you had to have a, uh, a devil's advocate kind of situation of Diane Keaton's boobs or Kathy Bates' boobs, I'm going to go with Kathy Bates. Really? Yes, from About Schmidt. I would totally. have gone with Diane Keaton's, yeah. although I haven't seen them. I did not see that. Movie. Oh, actually, you probably would because you like them small. I really, do. They look like they are at one point rather big, and just, mm. they just deflated down and they hang down. And the Diane Keaton's do. Yes, I think that's how most women's do at their certain well, age. Yeah, but like because that's Kathy just Bates natural, is a big, beautiful woman. That's just natural yeah. nature and but progression. Because she's a big, beautiful so woman, don't, don't they look knock like, on older ladies. Hey, They're Kathy Bates beautiful. is still an older woman, and she's because she's a BBW, those things just still sort of perk up a little bit. I'm just saying, there's some perkiness there that I, you know, I prefer to see in my naked ladies who are older, which I don't know why. <laughs> the ultimate older naked lady scene. Let me tell The Shining. <laughs> <laughs> I will say, though, and I... Okay, like, at the end of the day, like, I... Diane Keaton and Kathy Bates, they're both wonderful actresses. Very much. And they are attractive, but at no point do I sit there and go, hmm, I am sexually attracted to either of them. No, I say, but you, know, you can appreciate. I know, I can't. But I will also throw out there that uh, that did change for me when I saw Helen Mirren in Red. And I don't know what it is, but have you seen she Red? Was, no. She doesn't get naked in it. This is the thing. Right. I mean, I was like, Ooh, She's just I, sexy. I don't know what it is, but the way she carries herself, which is, I'm a badass, you don't fuck with me, I'm down to... It's kind of like the queen, but she talks more. And then she pulls up in a parking garage, pulls out a big motherfucking gun, and starts killing everybody. And she's like, she's fucking in control of it. And I'm just going like... Damn woman. Well, yeah. For me, it all goes back to the Betty White rule. It doesn't matter how old Betty White is, even if she's eighty something, ninety something. Awesome. If she wants to fuck you, you fuck her. It doesn't matter. <laughs> it does not matter. That is. Very- I think that same rule would apply to Helen Mirren, Judy Dench, I Meryl Streep. Any of those. Judy Dench is a classy lady. Maggie Smith. I mean, any of those ladies. I'm not saying I'm hot for any of them, but. If they wanted to fuck you, you fuck them. That is what you do. That out is. of respect for their long-storied, awesome careers. I respect you, Dame Judy Dench, as I come all over here today. Of course, I'm also the one that told... <laughs> oh, my God. I'm also the one that's told my wife that if she ever has a chance to sleep with a celebrity, doesn't matter who it is, do it. 
I will not be upset if it's a celebrity. Um, she can cheat on... I, you know, some people have, like, that list of one or three list. people. Yeah. yeah. I told Morgan, if it's a celebrity, just do it. I don't care. Even if it's, you know, if it, when, it, when he was alive, and say, Chris Farley, or... Doesn't matter. Or the guy from Goonies with the horse. No, okay, we do need to define celebrity. Chris Farley was a celebrity. Yeah, yeah Chris Farley, totally. But, like... Any reality show person, not celebrities. Anybody that's a genius, not, not Bruce Jenner. No, no, Bruce Jenner would not count. Though that could be hot. Because <laughs> 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 it's two ladies. See, I, I mean, to be fair, I don't think Kim Kardashian's the least bit attractive, but it's Kim Kardashian, so I guess just do it, right? She does. I don't know. She has a boot. She has a porn star ass and porn star tits. And I feel very degrading right now. I'd say if most people recognize the person, they count as a celebrity. That is true. But they have to be like in movies, not on the political stage. Like if it was John McCain, no, don't do it. Oh, Jesus, McCain? Oh, no, no. Now, if it was Elizabeth Warren, you fucking get naked and do it. This episode, yeah, is, this, uh, this, this political episode has been brought. To, moment has been brought to you by John Stewart. I just want Elizabeth Warren to run for president. Yeah. Oh man, that would be. I don't think she will this cycle, and that's fine. But she needs to in four years or eight years or whatever. I'm not worried about Kasich. Uh, he he might run, but he's not a real contender. I hope not. He's not. <laughs> Coke brothers. Uh, stupid fucking Coke brothers coming into Columbus and screwing with our elections again. Yeah. They should that. not be legal. They have no connection to this area. <laughs> they should not that. be able to mess with Columbus elections. Yeah. And Citizens United and that politi- bullshit where you can donate whatever amount you fucking want is yeah. ridiculous. For those of you who listen to the show, we live in Columbus and apparently the, the, the K brothers are uh, interfering again in our politics. It's really aggravating. They did this last two like, years ago. They torpedoed a zoo levy with misinformation and lies and right. now they're messing with the mayor's race in Columbus. Oh, Jesus. I hate it. I do too. So. It's bullshit. And this is the thing. Like, I think in Britain, they get, what, 30 or 60 days to campaign. It's a very brief period. They're very limited on what they can spend. I think that is a far superior model than spending two years and billions of dollars to run for president. That is true. And, and yes, that true. might make me a social commie, but I don't care. Okay. I mean, no one said that. I mean, at my heart, I think I am kind of a socialist, so. Yeah. Not really communist, but kind of a socialist. Here's the thing. Communism at its core is a good idea. It is. It's just it's always been very poorly executed. Right. And if there were a bunch of examples of countries in the modern day that have had very strong socialist governments, they would probably be bad examples as well. But since there isn't... Right. I don't know what that was. That was real weird. I got a phone call. Anyway, um... Ba-bum-bum-bum... I mean, in the truest sense, we don't have a democracy anymore anyway. It makes me sad, but it's true. Yeah, it's always someone owns somebody else. Besides corporate interests, we've got congressional districts gerrymandered the fuck out so that no Democrat will ever hold major state offices in Ohio, even though we vote 50-50, you know? Mm-hmm. In the last election cycle... More, many more Democrats got votes than Republicans in Congress, but Republicans got more seats because of how the country is so fucking gerrymandered. I know. But anyway, I digress. This isn't a political podcast. This isn't a political contest, and this isn't a porn podcast. Although, while we're on politics, real quick, Jon Stewart finally announced his leaving date in August, which has got oh, me really bummed out. When, when is it in August? It's like the first week of August. It's so it's like depressing. 
Well, how does no, that shit feel? Friend. How does that shit feel? Because that's how I feel with Craig Ferguson. Yeah, but John Stewart's not on the same level at all. No, it, it doesn't matter. <laughs> no, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. No, I understand. James Corden has done a very interesting job, though. He he is exactly what CBS wants. Because I will say, I watched the clip. Um, almost like found. I watched the clip of him fucking around with Tom Hanks in that video mm-hmm. for prob- probably about 40 times because it really cracked me up. And I always, I only really watch two parts as my favorite, the three. My favorite first part was, and it's just, if you study it, because I watched it enough, I, I can now, mm-hmm. I'll post this in the show notes, but the video, they do pretty much it's, uh, all his major hits, they do it. Oh, yeah, that's all. Well, no, no, for those who yeah, haven't yeah, yeah. seen it yet. So if you watch it, they do stuff from like League of Their Own, yeah, Toy Story, yeah, you name it. But my favorite part was the very first one is Big, mm-hmm. and they do the Hulk down now, baby. Yeah. That, they do that little dance. And Gordon, you can tell, is reading from the cue cards. He has no idea. I mean, he knows it, but Gordon? he doesn't. Or whatever his name is. What, Gordon? Gordon, sure. <laughs> British guy. British guy is looking at the cue cards. And Tom maybe looks once. He still knows it, and oh, that yeah. in itself. Oh yeah. Because okay, Tom's a consummate professional. Well, okay, yeah, but so is Christopher Walken, and that fucker doesn't remember shit. Okay, if you watch his first appearance or two on, on Saturday Night Live, and then watch all the ones after that, he is so doesn't give a shit. And I understand, like it's a you literally have maybe one day to know what the fuck is going on, but it is just it is just so. And our turtle is <laughs> fucking with the. Oh Jesus! Uh, we, had, we had bets mm-hmm. on whether she touched that or not, and mm-hmm. I moved it. Yeah, she's fucking moving it. You stupid turtle! I love her though. Uh, anyway, well, Corden's done some other bits that are great. Oh, like, yeah. he did the Josh Gad musical stuff. I saw. Oh, I, I heard about. It. I hadn't seen it yet. And he did a a pop up musical Grease in the crosswalks in between traffic lights. I didn't hear about that one. Oh my god, it was funny because the light would turn red and they'd all run out to the crosswalks and try to perform. And then the, by the time the light turns green, like everybody else running the crosswalk, and Corden's still like out there singing and dancing, and the cars are honking. And they did this like every light for a while. They did like a bunch of different musical numbers wow. from Greece. And when he did the finale, he just did not want to leave the crosswalk and the traffic was getting pissed. That's his... See, that's hysterical. I... And I like that he doesn't have a desk. He brings everybody out at once and makes them walk through the crowd, which some of those celebrities do not look comfortable doing, but I feel like that involves the audience more. I agree. Well, I did see the April Fool's joke where Katie Couric fell down the stairs. Uh-huh. And Which apparently Corden wasn't in on. No, he was not. Like, yeah. He really was flipping the... F- I, I did watch that a few times and he, like, because he, it was funny because he's just like, an exit is Katie Carrick and you could, t- right away you can tell something's not right because you can't see her face yeah. and then she just trips and falls and everyone goes, oh, mm. and he just runs over he's like, oh my God, someone, someone called an ambulance now. Yeah. Like he's freaking out. It was, it was funny but he's... He did this is the episode from the person's house. No. He literally walked down the street from the studio and knocked on the doors of several people until somebody let him in to film their show in there that night. Like, he got several no's before he got a yes. And these people, like, definitely didn't expect him because the house was not clean. They're sitting around drinking beer and sweats and stuff. And he just asks if he can come in and film the show in their living room tonight. And they're like, 
sure. And so they bring in the Reggie Watts and set up like a keyboard for him. And I think Jeff Goldblum was oh, the guest wow. and somebody else. And they actually played hide and seek in the guy's house. And yeah, they filmed the whole show from this guy's house. <laughs> Just uh, apparently like Corden was doing an interview. He's like, no, that was real. We weren't sure we were going to get in. And then once we got in, we weren't sure how it was going to work. Because <laughs> like the people that lived in the house were in the show because they were like, it was their couch and stuff. So they sat out there with them. That's insane. Yeah, it was pretty cool. I, I do need to... I, I still want my... I need my Craig fix, though. So I've been watching uh, clips of... And I'm thinking about starting to tape Celebrity Name Game. Mm-hmm. Just because... Again, some of the bits in between. It's almost like Family Feud. Like, yeah. I don't want to watch Family Feud, but Steve Harvey is fucking hysterical. If you watch... Have you seen the clips of Family Feud? Mm-hmm. His timing and reaction is just... like Because he'll sit there... As a matter of fact, if you want a good example of how it goes, watch the one where he does uh, Family Feud on Jimmy Fallon's Late Night Tonight. Mm-hmm. I think it's The Tonight Show before you, or it's either way. But he did uh, The Roots, is on one, the band's on one side, mm-hmm. and then it's the announcer, Jimmy, and then the special guest that week was Jason Siegel mm-hmm. and Siegel on the other end. And at one point he's like, what band member probably does not do well on dates? And one of the band members said, uh, a trumpet player. And he goes, a trumpet player. You're in the you're in the band. You think a trumpet player ain't gonna get trumpet player? Like yeah, yeah it's it's stuff like that. And I mean his his response, he literally like he doesn't have to say anything. He just the looks. And Craig is sort of the same way. So it's sort of nice to. But that's how I get my fix in. My mom um, and one of my aunts and her, their cousin actually they just filmed a test episode for Family Feud, and they're waiting to hear if they get to go and do a real episode. Because they were in Columbus and they were looking for some people to come into the local station and do test episodes. Mm-hmm. And then they send those tapes to Steve Harvey, and he like selects who's going to compete in the actual oh, show. So that's your mom and who else? My mom and Aunt Julie and cousin Beth and cousin Beth's oh, Molly. Oh my god, that would be hysterical. They did like a little audition thing that they sent them, and then they got called in to do a test taping. So we'll see. That would be awesome. Well, yeah, I, we should be getting soon if they if get that happens. Up. You should have like a little party, and we. Well, I don't know. Yeah, yeah, like a viewing party. I mean, today or during the day, but we can have a viewing party at night. Right, right, right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, I, yeah, my I, coworker was just on Price is Right last month and won the Showcase Showdown. It was what? great. We had a big party at work. Oh, yeah. she did? He did. He yeah. did. Yeah, we have a thing every year called Cover My Quest at work, uh, the company I work for, where they give out three grants to employees, and like any employee can submit a grant for whatever they want, something oh, fun. Yeah. And, and somebody submitted, take a group to the Price is Right as their grant, and they won one of the three slots this year, which, honestly, I was a little disappointed and jealous because I'm like, my project's better than that, whatever. But they took a group of people, and one of the people that went got to go up, and he won the Showcase Showdown. So wow. it was funny because he couldn't tell anybody ahead of time, like if he won. So we had the Christmas party and they'd already come back, and you know everybody was bugging him, but you know they make him sign confidentiality clauses so he can't reveal what happened. But I think, so yeah. yeah, I know. But they had a party at work, so everybody can watch him win the showcase showdown. That's cool. it was pretty cool. And then somebody set up a website um, because they noticed he was doing. Like this goofy clap or whatever. Let me make sure I know what it is before I give out the website on the podcast. But, <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, just go to nickclapping.com and it's just Nick clapping. Like different parts of the show. He is clapping really weird. Yeah. So nickclapping.com if you want to see my coworker. 
and it just plays in loop. And at the end of the show, the whole group got to go up and talk to Drew Carey and stuff, which was pretty cool. Wow, that was, and I bet that was nice too because they're from Ohio, so Drew's probably. Drew well, yeah, there were a bunch of did people they, from did Ohio. Did they say he was a dick, or did he say? No, they said he was just as sweet as you'd expect. Because uh, someone I work with says they're from Cleveland. They said that their family member went to school with Drew, and he he was he was an asshole then. They, really, because like, he was famous. Like, everybody, was now. but see, I've heard everybody stuff, says too. he's awesome, and he loves Ohio, and so right. Yeah, so I, I mean, he used to take his whole cast and crew on vacation every year on his dime and stuff. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. I mean, I guess everybody has different sides, and maybe this guy only saw him on a bad day or something. Oh, I but. agree. I agree. So uh, I'm fascinated by some of that stuff though, because it's just you, know. uh, you read his book. Yeah, you gave it to me. Oh. Uh, Jerry Jepson Beard? Yeah, that was a good book. It was actually a good book. Um, actually? Like, it, you didn't expect it to be? Well, yeah. Well, there were some parts where... You, there were some parts that it was almost like an anthology story. And I understand that's sort of the concept of it, but I thought there would be a little bit more, like, it seems like an anthology, but it ties together loosely at the end. It didn't... No, no. It was just that. several stories, and he said some of them are true and some of them aren't, but he won't tell you which ones are which. Right. So... I wish they'd put the Drew Carey shot on DVD. Or Netflix or something. Yeah, I well, I I just remember I saw one of the last seasons of the show and it was horrible. I didn't watch it regularly. Like I don't watch anything. Although now I'm starting to watch old shows because they're all freaking coming back. Yeah, I. Uh, and we just found out today about Fuller House. You, I mean, well, I remember hearing about a day or so ago that it was it was pretty much everything but signed. But then I saw there was this one thing. Oh, it was a funny or die video where it's like text between Cameron, uh, what's her name, and Cannon's Cameron. Cannon's Cameron. She actually signed for it too, or no? Yeah, yeah, no. They made the official announcement. Netflix has ordered thirteen episodes. A Fuller it, House. A Fuller House, starring what it is is DJ is a recent widow. She's got two little boys and she's pregnant, and she moves in with single mother Kimmy and her daughter and wannabe rock star sister Stephanie and the three of them share a house John Samus will produce and reoccur Stephanie the Stephanie yeah Stephanie Tanner apparently has decided to become a rock star is that so they can explain why she looks like a drug addict and is a drug addict I don't know maybe um, but they said apparently they did not approach Dave Coulier or Bob Saget or the Olsen oh Twins or anything and now they're in negotiations with all of them and they said you know all those actors are like we'd love to be involved and the Netflix crew or the whoever's making the show said yeah we want you to be involved but none of them were approached originally I wonder if it was one of those things too where they knew for sure without a doubt these people would come back and like John, because or they came up with a concept and they wanted to put the bones of that concept into place. Right. I mean, having those three women move into each other with each other basically echoes the premise of the old show. Show, right? Right. But if it's anything like Girl Meets World, they're going to pull every obscure character out of the woodwork and let them guest star. Which I haven't seen. Uh, remember the boys from Boy Meets World? Uh-huh. Uh, one of them was Ethan Suppley. The other one was the uh, Joey. You talking about uh, um, what's his, I can't remember Ethan Suplee's uh, character name, but the other character name was Joey. Yeah. But then they all, they followed around Har- Harvey was their leader, yeah. and he's been back as the janitor twice. And he like they makes a point of saying that Corey got him the job as the janitor and helped him turn his life around. 
No, we haven't seen Ethan Souffle or whatever, but they brought, they're brought they bringing back Mr. Turner this year, who was yes, the teacher. Yes, and Will. Uh, of, course, of course they're bringing back Eric Matthews. I Morgan's the one on the top of the wish list that I want to see, the little sister that disappeared after season two. Oh. But they brought back in multiple episodes the baby that the Matthews had near the end of the series. Corey's little brother is like almost the same age as his child. Sean's come back the most, thankfully. He should stick around. Thank, honestly, because I remember the few episodes I saw mm-hmm. without Sean. The episodes was, with Sean were the best episodes this season. They, I saw two of them, and they were they were the best. And uh, he, I will say this though, and look, I know it's a show for kids, mm-hmm. and their their whole ploy for us being the adults nostalgia. is nostalgia. Yeah, but and I remember I've seen some of the older episodes of Boy Meets World too, but and I know they had him uh, Ben Savage amp up his acting to a certain degree yeah but it's just like that's a Disney Channel thing I understand that but like it's on a level that is just so bad no 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 I rewatched the first two seasons of Boy Meets World their entirety this year yeah and I'm starting on season three and it has the exact same level of cheesiness as the new show it is not any better or worse and it's the same I don't know like I just feel like it's a little bit more like look there are some times where it's a little cheesy but when the when the when the dramatic moment comes mm-hmm. he plays it way more subtle and up here it's just like he amps it up to a 12 and the dial's at 10 you've already broken it the dramatic moments in the old show were after school special dramatic moments they weren't real dramatic but moments they, I don't know but I yeah but still I felt in the context of what was going on they were still I don't know they're not I, you just it's rose colored glasses okay but you know it's it's good I've watched every episode of Beats World I'm going to keep watching I it. remember I found the I, I watched recently the one episode where uh, Corey lied about Eric mm-hmm. uh, it was, it's Corey Matthews right yes because I got him and Sean mixed up the other day when I was talking to somebody Sean Hunter I, yeah, I felt really bad about that but I was talking about Corey but I was talking mm-hmm. or Sean but I meant I was saying Corey so Corey Matthews did something where he asked for uh, Eric's help in asking Topanga out or mm-hmm. a girl no it was a girl out and uh, and Eric told that was him season two yeah and Eric told him something mm-hmm. but then Eric snuck his girlfriend in to his parents bedroom and made out with her in there and she they, she left an earring in him because the whole half the episode was based around the mom and dad fighting right. with each other over the earring right and I, and again I, this was like a few months ago and I'm like this is not really horrible and also this is the other thing that also makes me mad. I really hope, I wonder how they're going to play this. But you know how in The Simpsons, Homer Simpson starts off as an idiot, but not like an imbecile? Eric is the same way, and yes, and it's funny. And then later he became total imbecile. Right, yeah. and like to the point where it's just like, what crazy thing, you know what, we need something crazy happen. We'll just throw Eric in there. Right. And I'm just like, yeah, I remember he that. wasn't an idiot. Like, I watched that episode, I was like, that's yeah. right, Eric was way more grounded. Like, he, was. he was a jerk. And an idiot. He was a big brother. He was a typical big brother. brother. Right. Honestly, at times I feel they're going that way with Barry Goldberg because I love the Goldberg. I stopped. What? I did. Why? Because I've had to make some difficult choices this year on what to keep watching and what not to keep watching. Right. And I definitely weigh how many seasons I've already invested as well. So Mm -hmm. if I Goldberg's on season five, it probably would have been canceled off my past. But it just wasn't good enough to make the cut. I felt like I'd seen it before, and I'd rather watch some other things like reruns of Boy Meets World than get to the Goldbergs. Wow, now see, I... And I'm really going to want to try to watch 
Full House before Fuller House comes. I'm going to want to watch X-Files, which I never really watched before X-Files comes. There's so much old stuff. I feel like I should cancel all my new season passes and just watch the old shows that are coming back because there's so many of them now. I don't know if Twin Peaks is going to happen. That seems precarious these yeah. days. Did you watch but, Shield the other night? Yeah. Oh, one more. Uh, did yes, you see sir. Galaxy Quest is going to series? I don't know how I feel about that. I don't either. It depends um, on the uh, casting. If they bring, if they can get some of the, they're cast, not going to get any I of the movie know, cast. But if they if they get good cast, if they get a good cast, it'll be good. If they get a shitty cast, it won't. You know what though? Kind of just say someone who he doesn't need the job, but you know what? He can just give it to him anyway. Um, the actor who's the dad from uh, um, Veronica Mars, he, Enrico, whatever. Oh yeah, Castelloni or whatever. Or no, it starts with a C. Yeah, it does. I don't. Remember. But but yeah, he um, could, yeah, I think his uh, Canadian show Flashpoint got canceled, so he should be available. Well, and he, and they sort of for the moment wrote him off a of person of interest. Okay. So as I don't know. He's still there, but he's he's he moved out of way so the computer doesn't get him. I think he, if, if anything, if they could just get him back, I would also find that acceptable. They don't have to get anybody else back because he is one of the. He's like, you've seen Gilligan's Island, right? Oh, those poor people. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, if they write a good enough script, uh, yeah. I don't know. I, okay. I mean, if there was any chance at all they could get the movie cast back, that would be awesome. But that's not going to happen. I can't. Tim Allen has a series. I can't see Sigourney Weaver or Alan Rickman signing on for a series. They, Tony Shalhoub's past the point probably where he'd want to do it. Tony Shalhoub is a weird. Like, yeah. let's be honest. Like, actors are weird. But after like seeing Sam Rockwell's not going to do it. I think I don't know, man. Rockwell's a weird dude. Unless it was like choices are totally. Unless it was like some high quality Netflix or HBO or something. There's a part of me that wishes that ABC would just send it to Netflix. Yeah. Which, by the way... Um, oh, so did you want to talk about Agency Show? Uh, if, if you don't want to, we don't have to. Oh, no, I do. I just wanted to talk while we were still on the revivals. Sure, sure. I, I really... I, I, I have no idea where the show's going now, and I enjoy that a great it's deal. It's so fucking chaotic. It, it is, and it's to the point where... Because usually my girlfriend will look over at me and is like, what's going on? Like, mm-hmm. she understands what's going on, but she's like, is this from the comic books is what she's yeah. really trying to go. And what can you give me will help me go further? And at, literally at one point last night, she gave me the look, and I'm like... I have no fucking clue. There's what's going so on. many players moving on the board right now with their own motivations, mm-hmm. and they've blurred the lines between good and bad with so many of their players mm-hmm. that you're just like, I don't know how this is going to shake out. Like, I, I, I really don't know how this is going to. I mean, it's out. awesome. I'm loving every minute of it. Can, can I can I throw a theory out there? Yeah. And this is probably horribly wrong. Yeah. But I will throw this out there. I, because I did call, um, when we were watching the Agent May episode, I did call the Agent May twist. Oh, yeah. I saw um, that coming, too. Well, it it just didn't hit me. I was like, well, why, what would make her just completely snap? Yeah. I don't think that it necessarily, to me, I don't know, like, I don't think it connected the dots as well as I wanted them to, but it's it's serviceable. Like, I think, I think if they had a little bit more time, or uh, they had a little bit more, I don't know, the way they would shot it a little bit more would have been more impactful. I think it would, I think I would have got a bigger impact of it. Because I felt like they were trying to go, this is why May is the way she is, right. and cry about it just a little bit, because we've, we moved you. Right. And so I was just like, well, it makes sense, I guess. Yeah. But, man, nah, it doesn't make me, it doesn't move me the way I want. I think they wanted it to. Mm-hmm. And that's what I'm talking about. It was still a good episode. I the actress did a terrific job. She, yes, she does. I, that, no slam against the actress. She yeah. fucking acted her heart out on that. Yeah. And she continues to be a bad motherfucker. Oh, she's awesome. I, by the way, uh, she is a giant nerd, and she is super hot. She did a she likes to do the slavery a costume for cosplay. That is aces in my book, Charles. She in her forties. Yes, 
super hot. Anyway, I'm so, so yes, I am so sorry to digress in that, and if it's the low demeaning, I apologize. Back Good. to the eight. That's not nearly as bad as what we were saying earlier I in the know. show. I feel really hard. Like, look, people, this is it's all for humor. We're, we don't really feel that way about women. Really? I, no, I'm just kidding. I <laughs> I was like, today's assholes are Jimmy Daly and, and Grayson McDinnies. Grayson McDinnies, yeah, that's right, that's right. That is my name. It is. Let me just but, get my breast pump up there. <laughs> yeah. You so, got air boobs? I got <laughs> the next air boobs. I got air boobs. You just pump them? I, uh, um, no, I, I love Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. I think it's, it's so good. And uh, I really am curious what this Planet spinoff thing is that they're doing. Because they said it would be the last six episodes, and we only have four left, so it should have already started. And I know it's going to be Hunter and Bobby will be part of the spinoff. What? Yeah, Hunter and... say that? Yeah. Okay, they I said, that. Yeah, I think it was on TV line yesterday. Like, are they Mr. and Mrs. Smithing it? Because Hunter and Bobby are going to do it. Well, my... My my, I didn't get to my. I'm sorry. I apologize. I, my theory is mm-hmm. is that if they want to blow shit up even more than it already is, because mm-hmm. Age of Ultron is coming here in a week or so. Yeah. Is I think what they're going to do is that they're going to take care of some of the problem with the other shield with Ultron, because Ultron, from what I understand, fucks up a lot of the world in the short time, however long the movie takes. Mm-hmm. I mean, he. It is truly the age of all. So maybe the shields will come back together to help, or they completely annihilate. They annihilate most of both sides of shield, leaving the base base players, leaving mocking. I mean, mocking there basically is. And, uh, there's only a handful. I mean, it's really well, right. But I'm talking about they take all the other agents away. It's really those like five, ten players. I and I, I mean, I don't know. I just think, or. It, Actually, in my head, I was thinking that they would just completely wipe the other shield off the map, the real shield off the map. Like, Ultron would do it for him because, remember, if they are now the real shield, the other shield is just, they're just in the well, way. They, they're, not a, they're, not a, they're not a threat because the, the whole only... point of Ultron is, is that he, mm-hmm. he is designed to keep the Earth safe. That's how Tony and Bruce created him. Yeah. And his whole thing is like, if you want to keep the Earth safe, take out the biggest threat, humanity. What's the biggest threat? Politicians, governments, and corporations or government controlled corporations such as shield yeah. if they're the real shield and then colson's out there floating in the wind they'll wipe them out and then they will go on their way and then but be the new shield again at, le- at least in my understanding the the new shield basically just came in and took over what colson rebuilt they didn't have their True. own separate apparatus and setup I, what I, I am for the life of me trying to figure out what they're okay do you think colson's building a secret thing for for people he might be Coulson has, in the words of Ricky Ricardo, some splaining to do. Mm-hmm. And even May, who is not disloyal, and I don't think her actions this week were anti-Coulson, no. but even May is like, we yeah, need we need to know what's going on. And the fact that Coulson turned himself in at the end of the episode, I was like, okay, where, what's this coming? I don't even know, yeah. And I assume that he did not get a chance to wipe Ward in 33's minds before he did that, so they're no, still no. active. Right. And that's even more terrifying because Ward, man, I like. There's a party that, t- that is so well, scared for Fitz and New Shield. The only thing they've seen of Coulson, and this scared me before. And Coulson doesn't notice as he's turning himself in. But the only thing they've seen of Coulson since Coulson's been gone was that glimpse through Mike's eye of Coulson working with Ward. So that will make Coulson even less trustworthy when he gets back to base. But, but I, I mean, the thing, excuse me. The thing is, I think. I don't, I, don't, I, don't, I don't know. I think I can think all I want. And I, I feel no like clue. Cal has to have something big in these last few episodes, too. 
I feel like they pushed him to a point. I really like... At first, I was like, why is Sky being so sympathetic and nice to him? And I know part of the excuse was she's trying to protect other people. But part of it was, I think she really does understand where his pain comes from now. No, now that she's been forced to hear it. And she may not approve of the way he handles it, but I think if they lock him up in a jail at this point, she would visit him in the jail. Oh, I agree. Matter of fact, I think that was... The the way I read the episode Mm -hmm. was is that, look... I don't disagree with you. You should send Dad away. He is—he will never be in the right mind. But the fact that you just leave him there—you can't—you can't do because that. Because he that would kill him off more. He right. would kill people to get to back to us. But her plan was—but her plan was at first. I thought her plan was just to go and talk to him and settle him down. But obviously that didn't work, and she immediately calls Shield to arrest him. So now I'm like, okay, so she's just going to visit him in a cell. Like, well, they've already got the cell set they used for Ward at the beginning of the season. They can just use that with Cal. That's true. But I love Kyle McLaughlin. I like the way he's playing it a lot. And it also, I don't know exactly what Sky's mother's motivation is on why she was so. And I thought they were keeping it a secret that she's Sky's mother, but Lincoln knows, and they were not, like, being secretive around Lincoln Sarah at all. Sarah asked that, too, and I don't know what's going on with that because Sarah asked me and and because uh, Lincoln was just like your mother and I'm like what because last week when I watched last week's episode he walked in on the family dinner I was like you're not being careful at all he just walks in and yeah. they had no reaction to it and then this week he's just talking about Sky's mother and I'm like okay is he like just really trusted in her circle so they decided it was okay for I him I think there's another betrayal there going to happen the Lincoln doesn't seem in the up and up but now he and Mike are kidnapped was that by Hydra I was trying to remember this morning uh, yeah that's Hydra yeah and they can reprogram Mike, which is sucky. That's going to suck. And that's happened to Deathlock in the comic books a few times. He's been hijacked and whatever. Uh, as long as they don't kill him I off. do love the idea, yeah. though, of his um, getting one of those masks and he can do his face. I thought that would be pretty cool. And it would be cost-efficient for makeup. I liked when they called him a cyborg with rockets in his arms and Coulson's like, he's not a cyborg, he's a shield agent. With the, rockets in his arms. Yeah. That was one of my favorite lines last night. I really night. love... I, I, man, I enjoy the show. Uh, that show. And freaking... I'm excited because it's Wednesday and it's Arrow. And I can tell you the Flash and Arrow on Tuesday, Wednesday. So the last couple of weeks they've really like had a lot of characters going back and yeah. forth. Um, but the Flash and Arrow have just been so unbelievably good this season. A lot of people... And they're like building the a huge... episode of the Flash. Last night? Yeah. I saw a lot of reviews today that were just like... The Flash finally hit a bump in the road, which in terms of... Because every episode has been fantastic. This uh-huh. one was just mediocre. Oh, no, I thought it was great. Hmm. I wonder... Yeah, okay. And they're building... Because it focused on yeah. um, uh, Eli Stone's father, Tom Cavanaugh's character, right? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, we found out that he actually was played by Matt Lesher and killed Tom Cavanaugh's character and took his place like 20 years ago. Ooh. So, another Eli Stone actor. Um, was it? Yeah. Uh, and so now, yeah, like they all know he's bad reverse Flash that murders the Flash's mother at this point. But the this week's episode, Barry and Caitlin and Cisco actually found the secret room where the reverse Flash costume is, and they know for sure. And they found the real Tom Cavanaugh's character's body, so they know for sure at this point what's going on. But it's just like how. I just get the impression that Tom Cavanaugh knows that they know, even though he hasn't said anything. And it's just, every scene he's in at this point, you're just, there's a tight knot in your chest. And they opened up the door last week by, they've been 
the arrow is much more grounded. It's mostly people who put on suits, but they don't have any inherent powers. powers mm-hmm. Whereas the Flash is their powers show. But there was a metahuman. They call them metahumans. There was a metahuman over on like. Arrow came over to the Flash and they caught him and they were locking him up and then they found out he was not part of the explosion that made all the other metahumans from Star Labs and so they're like wait a second so there's metahumans that aren't part of Star Labs explosion what's going on there and that seemed like it was going to be an arc that both shows were going to tackle together and we got a good look last week briefly at Grodd I actually am sorry see this is the thing is that I'm you have to watch them both together you do. Yeah, see, that's... There's a lot of crossover. Oh, man. I'm not saying you have to watch Arrow from the beginning, but you have to watch them both together. Well, I, I would like to watch it from the because everyone did say the first season of Arrow, while not the strongest, is still pretty decent. It is. It's, yeah. it's comparable with probably the better seasons of Smallville. Um, the first season is. That's not a winning thing. I know. Yeah, I'm sorry. But season... Everyone else, though, it's a good show. Season three has been absolutely stellar. It's been by far... I mean, what they've done with the character at this point, there hasn't been a Green Arrow in a few weeks, at least, quite a, in a little bit on the show. And at this point, I'm not sure they can have a Green Arrow. There are going to have to be some things that happen before they can have a Green Arrow again. There is no Arrow right now. Wow. I I would really like them to try to do uh, the Kevin Smith character, Onomatopoeia. Mm-hmm. But I don't know... Because Kevin Smith, even said, it's going to be hard. To, it's something that only works on the comic book page. But you know how there's sound effects on right. IPS. The character talks like that. Remember, I know you probably didn't watch it, but do you ever do you remember uh, uh, Police Academy? There was the one black actor who could That's, mimic sound effects. Yeah. That's certainly what he would do. Right. And the big thing with uh, well, he was a well, onomatopoeia is a word that sounds like it's spelled, but he was just doing sound effects. So there's a difference between onomatopoeia and doing sound effects. Well, I just remember from the way the description mm-hmm. of him has been is that, for example, he... Talk about Winslow on Police Academy, right? I think so. I think his name was Winslow. Winslow, yeah. But in, but in terms of the, of, the, of the villain, like, matter of fact, mm-hmm. apparently his last story, Batman Cataphony or whatever, mm-hmm. uh, probably not saying that right. Uh, cacophony? It, cacophony. It, it's, that actually sounds better. <laughs> he, uh, it ends on a cliffhanger, which is he's been working with this, new, this one superhero that Batman's always been wondering about. Mm-hmm. And it's like... No one knows who the identity is. DC's never really said. And Kevin Smith's way of breaking it was that he's always been on a monopia. Mm-hmm. And he, Batman sneaks him and this other superhero girl into his Batcave to look at the Batcomputer and they're studying mm-hmm. evidence. And all of a sudden, as he's looking at the computer, you just hear a sound effect of slice. And he turns mm-hmm. around and he's just cut the girl's throat and, and, his, and, and he took the mask off and it's on my PA and that's how it ends and I would always be fascinated to hear to have that kind how of that sound character. yeah not just that but I'm talking about it in general because right. if you look at the Wikipedia page um, there's a, a, a panel of him he's wearing a weird mask he's like hunched over a trench coat and he's just breaking an arrow and just and he and out of his mouth just says snap yeah and I'm like that's cool for me. But I understand how that could only work in comic books, but I would still love to see maybe tried. I I just feel like DC has a good thing going over on the CW, and they should abandon these shitty-ass movies that they're making. Have you seen the trailer for Superman, Batman? No. I've heard it's a great trailer, though. Oh, God. It looks good, but but it just reeks of desperation, Mm -hmm. and that is, like, honestly, the best thing that's in the trailer is... Why are they spending all these resources... On something that's clearly not working, when the arrow is doing awesome, the flash is doing spectacular, and they're giving him a third 
show in the franchise next year. They're spinning off characters from both into a third series. I don't know. So they're going to have three running shows that will probably be very good on TV. So why worry about the movies at all? Why not concentrate on building the good franchise that's working? Honestly, if I... Here's the thing. If I was DC... Mm -hmm. The first thing I would always try to do is, and look, this is the way corporate culture works, and I get it. Yeah. And this is, Stanley has told the story a, a few times before, but that is, in the hate, and this is how DC works in general, it's continued to work. Mm-hmm. Back in the day, Marvel was outselling DC, I mean, every step of the way. Since Fantastic Four, they were just crushing DC almost mm-hmm. all the time. And DC would, uh, uh, Stan heard from a board member that DC had a meeting about why Marvel's numbers are better. Why are they outselling us at every turn? We have Superman and Batman, for God's sakes. And at the time, uh, 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 Aquaman, because he was big. Sure. Uh, and they, that's a spin-off that's not coming anytime soon. soon. And, uh, but, but, but they, and they say, it's like, well, if you look at the covers, maybe it's the covers. They have more words on the covers, you know? Where the characters say, Green Goblin, let go of Aunt May and da-da-da. I won't let you get away with that. And so Stan started noticing they started doing it. So he took all the words away. And he just left put the title up there. So then they stopped doing it. And they, they, they're so all, they, they always feel behind They're the looking Marvel. at the symptoms and not trying to figure out what the root cause is. They're putting a Band-Aid on something and not trying to figure out, how do I cure this wound? Right. They keep trying to... And it's always been the problem at DC. Oh, there's a hole in our deck. Let's stand there with a finger and plug it. It really is. And I, and I think is that like there's a part of me that there was rumblings ago when Time Warner was... And mm-hmm. they are still talking about it, that Time Warner might sell DC. Mm-hmm. The temporary fix has been they moved DC out from New York out to LA. Yeah. Like Marvel sort of did that for their media company a long time ago but the comic book section still for the most part in New York mm-hmm. or a good part of them are. But that's way of DC's way of fixing it is moving the entire offices about to LA. Mm. But there was rumors that they were going to sell DC Comics and then and there were rumors that Disney was looking at to buy them. And if yeah. that happened, my first thought process was like, honestly, that's the best thing could ever happen because I would probably give a shit about Superman. I like Batman, so I'm going to leave him off. But Superman, Aquaman, and half these other characters, unless they have someone big come in and write a storyline for them, mm-hmm. and, and comic book-wise, right. But that also then trickles down into their movie stuff, though, too, sure. and television. Uh, see, I haven't watched Arrow and Flash, so I can't judge them by here. It's right. fantastic. I'm going to watch it. I, well, but, but look at the cast, too. Like, Arrow was almost all unknowns when they cast it. The Flash, they got a couple people that were a little bit more well-known. Sure. The spinoff that they're having is another step up. Victor Garber signed on to start in the spinoff. To rep- right. he, he's been in The Flash. He's going to reprise as well. That's role. awesome. They've got the, the two brothers from Prison Break play Captain Cold and Heat Wave or whatever the names are. No, they, they play basically like they've already teamed up on Arrow and The Flash because they had Captain Cold first who was the one brother and then they're like we need to cast somebody to play this Heat villain. Who should we get? He's like, get my brother from Prison Break. So they brought him in. They're both going to star in the spinoff. That's actually They've got, like, the woman who played the original Black Canary, who's dead, is somehow going to star in the spinoff. Like, this is stuff is, like, that's really exciting. Like, that, to me, makes sense. Like, that yeah. is organically happening. Right. But, the, but there is a memo that leaked, I think, about a year ago, where they looked at the success of Guardians of the Galaxy, mm-hmm. but then they also looked at, and now they want to try to do stuff that has humor in it. They don't get it why their stuff isn't working. And a and, space movie? Right, well, that's the thing is that if you, but then when Green Lantern failed, mm-hmm. they took that as, well, we tried doing Iron Man, mm-hmm. and it failed. Why did it fail? Well, the, the real reason why it failed was the writer's strike. They couldn't correct anything, because here's the fact of these movies, they're all rewritten almost half the time. There's set pieces, and that's it. They rewrite it as the movie continues to barrel along, and like, like literally half of Iron Man, like, 
what's-his-name was supposed to survive the end of Iron Man. He was supposed to be, as a matter of fact, the Mandarin was supposed to show up as the villain in Iron Man 2. Half that stuff never came to fruition. It changed every day on set. Mm-hmm. They couldn't do that with Green Lantern because the writer's strike. That's when people start coming to set and watching. You can't improv. You can't ad-lib. You can't change anything. So if your script is not like you... They were probably expecting, we'll change it as we go along. They come to set. You can't change that. Why can't they improv? It's the actor. It's not a writer. You're writing and you're messing with it. It becomes a right. You know, you're no writer. Uh, writing. It becomes a little crazy thing. That's what I'm saying. So, but they took that as well. We tried humor doing a funny, humorous drama movie, and it didn't work. So, memo went out. Any future movies like Man of Steel cannot have any. And Marvel's humor. like, you misused Ryan Reynolds. We'll use him correctly. Give him back to us. Oh my God, I cannot wait for that. <laughs> uh, but that's, but that's not but part of the big franchise, though. I understand that, but well, I don't no, care. no. I, is that being made by Fox? Who does the X Men stuff? It's made by Fox, but Tom okay. Hoffman's not running okay. Fox anymore. So there's a hope I have that. I mean, uh, the, the recent X Men movies have been good, so I'm oh, not. Did you hear the rumor of the supposed uh, ending to the end in credits ending that Joss Whedon said doesn't exist to Age of, Age of Ultron? No. There's a. It's the normal TV screenshot, and mm. it's just. Uh, it's a blurry window. It looks like they're on on a building, and on one side is a building, and a window washer pops up and washes it down, and it's the Avengers Tower. And there's on the corner a building, and as he wipes it down, you see something move, and as he wipes it down, Spider Man's there, and he goes, Buddy! Pal, you missed a spot. Well, you know, you hear me from up here, and he wipes things away. Someone posted it on YouTube, and then it got removed. Sony and Marvel asked it to be removed. There, mm. So I hope that is, because that would be fucking That'd awesome. Be but if not, I, I'm still okay with whatever they do, but I'm not lying. I say, I at this point, re- you can't use it for the end credits, because people expect it to stick it in the middle of the movie somewhere. <laughs> like, shit's going wrong, and all of a sudden you just cut to, hey, buddy. Yeah, you well, I really like the Daredevils tied into the after effects of the Battle of New York. Yes, is that neat? So good because Hell's Kitchen, when those comic books were originally written, was a shithole. But through gentrification, Hell's Kitchen is now a really nice neighborhood. So to keep it in the real Hell's Kitchen, they had to destroy it. Which I, which I really dug the show that, and yeah. they they do with that, deal with that a little bit in the comic books right mm-hmm. now with Mark Wade, which is Hell's Kitchen's still okay, but um, you know there's always the current the Shadowland, which is what they call mm-hmm. it now, which is all the empires head by Kingpin are sort of getting their grips back into it and creating it. Mm-hmm. There, so it looks gentrified, but it's really not. It's one of those kind of things, mm-hmm. and of course, uh, actually, Superior Spider-Man takes him down. Yeah, he cool. actually. That's another thing. Anyway, but no, I, I will say this, though, and I talked about this in the last episode, but I'll give you the warning, too, on the show. Mm-hmm. After watching the original Ben Affleck version of Daredevil, and what I mean by that is the final fight between Kingpin and Daredevil, is you have Ben Affleck, who is, again, tall dude. Then you have Michael Clark Duncan, yeah, who is huge. a big fucking dude. And uh, rest in peace, by the way. It reminded me of what when Spider-Man and Daredevil would fight him, or anyone would fight Kingman. Kingman is just a big fat dude. He's not. He's he's human. He has no special powers. He's just a big fat, well muscularly built dude. And the thing that's so weird is that when I watch, when you get to Kingpin, um, and you see him, Vincent Dufourneau talk, he looks. When you do close up his face, he looks like the comic book brought to life. And it's so weird. But then when you see him fight Daredevil. They're normal human beings fighting mm-hmm. each other, and there's something a little off by that mm-hmm. that takes it away. With that being said, still a fantastic show, but I will warn you that it's it's almost it's kind of a letdown in that regard, but it's still everything else up to it, the payoff still is amazing. Okay. But it's kinda of like watching uh, again, I like the finale of Lost, but it's like that wonderful shot of 
you know, lock smoke monster and Jack going at it, mm-hmm. and they do that awesome shot of Jack coming down, they cut away to commercial cut back, and it's a really stupid shot, and you go, oh, that was lame. Yeah. <laughs> it's the same kind of thing. Close-up shots are awesome in the battle. Wide shot, they're two normal dudes fighting each other. <laughs> but with that said, I, I would just say warning sure. to that and others who maybe are like about ready to watch it, that is my only complaint with the entire show. Okay. Beyond that, and that's a good fucking complaint sure. to have. Because again, Vincent DeFornio is the fucking kingpin. I would not have it any other way. Mm. There's a part I just wish he was, they maybe digitally look and made him look... A little bigger. Like, kind of like the Hobbit thing, like forced perspective kind of Sure. Thing. But beyond that, that, that's all I have to say about that. You know what? Non-superhero show is really good right now. I, I don't know where you're going with this. So I was just trying to change the title. We've got superheroes a long time. I know, I'm sorry. That's okay. Last Man on Earth. Damn it, I was going to watch it's that. Okay. so good. Okay, uh, okay. can I have a... Okay, someone at, everyone at work has been talking about the show. I was the one who watched the two, uh, the pilot in the second episode mm-hmm. and told them about it, and now they're all watching it, and they're all caught up, and I'm not. Mm-hmm. And uh, matter of fact, that was one of the things I wanted to do today, but I got caught up with some other stuff. I'm going to have to watch it tomorrow. But, or maybe tonight. Anyway... They told me what's been happening. Yeah. They've been adding new human characters in it the entire time. Pretty sure. And every... And but, up to but, seven. But they're getting... But everyone in the room is actually getting sort of bored with the show, or frustrated with the show, because they understand... Is it Phil? Mm-hmm. Phil... The, Which the, Phil? No. Wait, what? The most recent survivor they met this week is also named Phil Miller. Okay. <laughs> this is totally okay. <laughs> so, so now... Todd, Todd's the other Freaking Todd... It's freaking freaking Todd. So suppose. Uh, yeah. So now Will Forte's character—they're calling him Tandy because <laughs> that's his middle name. So what they told me is that he asked for God to give him somebody else. Someone just happens to show up at the end of the episode. But then the next episode, uh, uh, Tandy is a mm. dick to them. Yeah. And when you think he can't be even more of a dick, he might redeem himself. Nope, he's just a pure dick. Yeah. And then he asks for someone else to come in. God gives him that, and yep. it just keeps happening. And it's well, like, it's not really the last man on Earth now, is it? And I'm just like... Well, this, here's the thing. Will Forte said, he, you know, he did a 13-episode arc, and he they have renewed it for a second season already, but he said he would never do more than 13 because he doesn't want this show to ever get repetitive and stale. And there is a point in this season where I'm like, okay, so this week it's going to be yet another person shows up and makes things miserable. But if you look at it, from another perspective, the stuff they've done with Phil and Carol, or Tandy and Carol, and their marriage, their early marriage, has... I've heard. Yeah, yeah, the divorce was awesome. It was the most real moments they've had together. It was really cool. It was extremely well done. And that's what I'm like, we want more of that emotion instead of just bringing in artificial outsiders. But they, I, now I feel like they're building towards it, because as they brought these other characters, it's... Phil keeps being the outsider because he keeps acting like an asshole. None of these other people that are coming in are liking Phil. The only one who still even likes Todd. Phil a little bit is freaking Todd. It's freaking Todd. Morgan always calls him freaking Todd, so we call him freaking Todd. No, freaking. Um, so now I feel like we're as we build. There's only two episodes left in the season. As we build towards the end, this is setting up that there's either Phil has to change or Phil has to leave or something. Like there's going to be some payoff for this build. Jeez. Well, here's the thing I was telling someone else the other day, because, again, the people in the room were going like, I like the show, it's funny, but I, I don't like where... It's called Last Man on Earth, I want it to be the last man on Earth. Like, I know that's well, a little no, thing no, to no, do, no. but I just feel like they're not going anywhere with it, it's just they're going to keep popping up. Like, I can understand if maybe they added a third person at the end of the season. No, no, that... But, well, you know, that's not what Forte wants to do. I, yeah, well, it's his own creative vision. It's not vision. my creative vision, right. but my throw out there was, it was like... 
Because, again, I've not seen any of this, so I'm not going to what other people have said. But the way they explained to me, I was like, wait, he asked for someone, and then they show up. And, and they were all like, except for one person, it's been no, pretty much that way. Well, not really. I, I don't see that. Well, my theory I threw out there was, and everyone actually was like, that's actually a really good theory. Mm-hmm. Now I want it to happen and not whatever they're probably planning to do, which is I was like, what if everyone, everything is in Phil's head? I don't think so. So he really truly is the last man on earth. Unless he sat down on himself, but he... No, I don't think because so. Another, because another... Problem I mean, that was, could be a series finale twist, but I don't see that happening. Because the other problem that mm-hmm. everyone in the room has is like, they haven't really tackled any of the problems with where are all the bodies, where are all the people. Now, see, that I wondered about, and the animals were all gone except for the cow that showed up. Right. Um, and so that's why I started... But I don't, I don't think that's going to be what the show if, deals if, with. If you ever watch the, not what the, the Voices show, with Ryan Reynolds... Right? The whole point is that you everything is through Jerry's eyes, even yeah. though it's not. It's like the camera's there watching Jerry, but then at one point when Jerry stops taking his meds and the, the animals stop talking to him, uh-huh. you see his apartment. It's not sort of sort of messy and bright. There are containers of dead bodies and, and wrapping paper all over the place. Uh-huh. The animals have shit everywhere, and the animals aren't talking to him. It's a, it's a fucking uh-huh. pigsty. And Jerry realizes, I'm in hell in real life I gotta take these pills again and start talking start have my animals talk to me again yeah. and I wonder if it's going to be the same thing at the end which is at the end maybe one per, maybe uh, the, the girl uh, uh, Shaw is the only one who's real everyone else is someone he's made up and well, how's why she going along with all these made up people I I don't know that where everyone's made up and he truly is the last man on earth for the moment and they because that why, why I told him I was like I bet you the end of the season would be the answer to the problem is Someone else comes up and they're talking to. He's talking to everyone, trying to introduce this new person to him. And they're like, "Who are you talking to?" And you pan out, and then you see all the dead bodies. You see mm-hmm. everything, and you see them. And then here, you're like, that would be fucking crazy. That'd be cool, but I don't think that's what the. I don't think so. I don't think so either because it's not that dark. Right? No, I don't think they're concerned with the reasons or that logic. I think sure. it's more just a comedy. Well, I will say this: that from and this is they sort of agree with this too. Um, well, well, so one of them did. Mm-hmm. Is uh, I don't like the fact that, um, you, like, look, I don't care if your character's an asshole, mm-hmm. but I don't want to watch Mad Men again that first season because, like, look, I like Mad Men now, mm-hmm. but that first season took me three months to watch. Sure. And that's after. Yeah, I mean, I had this, like, three false starts on that first season. And it's horrible because they're all dicks. You don't like any yeah. of them. Yeah. The one you do think you like, again, it's the side characters you like more, and yeah. you don't get to them until, like, the second to last episode of the season. And I actually thought Phil was... I related to Phil because in his old life, Phil was actually a well-loved guy. He was nice. Everyone loved him. Mm-hmm. But we don't see any of that anymore. He's just an asshole dickhead mm-hmm. who doesn't get his way. He does stupid shit and yeah. supposedly right. So I have a problem with that, I guess. Because, like, look, even... I know you haven't watched Sopranos, but even The Sopranos... Um, like, look, Jamie Lannister. You watch Game of Thrones. Jamie Lannister gives us reasons to sort of want to root him through everything oh, he's been absolutely. through even though he does bad stuff like rape his sister again and the, 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 that's what I'm saying that, that scene would be a whole other podcast but okay no I understand <laughs> it's, it's the same kind of thing because it's like when The Sopranos the whole episode is he's a mob boss he does some bad stuff he's cheating on his wife and then he looks at these ducks in his pool and his mm-hmm. wife is like kill the ducks get him out of there kill yeah, the ducks and, and, he's, and he's just like well, it's like episode one. It's the pilot. Oh, yeah. It's he, all that's that. what I'm saying. He can't kill the ducks. Mm-hmm. And it's like, wait a minute, there's a human being in there. Surprisingly, right. a human being in there, and then he has to go to therapy. Yeah. Like, 
that if makes you want to see the human bad. side of Phil, the divorce is where you're going to get Really? Bad. Okay, yeah. because every, everyone in the room was sort of like, yeah, he's, there's nothing really redeeming about him at all. There's and, not, but I think he, that's the, I think the more people that bring in, the more he's getting closer to that. Okay, well then, well see, I'm going to, I'm, I'm going to try to watch it tonight or tomorrow, because yeah. I'm get caught up, because I, I loved the first two episodes. Oh, the, yeah, I still so quote that one, it's like, it's a parking space. Well, that's not a parking space. The whole world is a parking, that's a parking space. That's, you know what, I got this. And he backs up yeah. and runs through the, I told, I told my girlfriend that, and uh, she didn't find that funny. She's like, that, well that's true. I was just like... Oh my god, that's <laughs> totally the situation. Yeah. She would be but the there, but, but, there, but, there, but there are other women, I've told that to in the room, that watched it, they find it funny, and be like, well, she is right. I'm like, it's not just my girlfriend. It's other women too. I was like, well, you, that, yeah, because if you do that chaos, rules, I'm like, there's nobody else. There's nobody else. Well, last night on Earth, I, I'm always trying to figure out who the cast is going to end up being, because... There are seven main characters, and anytime a new character yeah, is introduced... Yeah, Jennifer Jones, speaking of Mammon, is apparently one of the actresses, actresses yeah. on the show. I didn't know that. She's the third person. She right, comes after Carol. Right. Yeah, she'll be in episode three. No, Todd comes later. Jennifer Jones is episode three. Wow. And Todd's episode four or five. Um, and then Mary Seamurgeon and the other girl were last week, and then Boris Kujo was this week. Wow. So it's the other Phil Miller was this week. Um, Jesus. <laughs> but, no, it's... There's... Uh, when, like, January Jones showed up, the episode and the ending credits said, also starring January Jones at the end, and then the next week she's in the opening credits. You know, when um, Todd shows up, you know, the ending credits have and starring, and then he's in the opening credits. When Mary Steenburgen and the other girl showed up, they were both listed as guest stars at the end of the episode, but then the following week they moved, they kept Mary Steenburgen as a guest star at the end, but they moved the other girl up into the opening credits. So I don't, like, as you're sitting and watching, you're like, Will Forte really did this on the fly, and I don't know how many of these people are coming back for season two. Jesus. I will say I turned to Morgan last night, and I'm like, if I had asked you a year ago, five years ago, whatever, which of the Mad Men actors would be so successful that they're starring in another show airing the same night as the final season of Mad Men already, like, already on the air, starring in two shows at once, would you have thought it would have been January Jones? And she's like, that would have been my last guess. Like, yep. See, But she's fantastic in Last Man on Earth. She's the only one of the group that truly sees through Phil's bullshit and calls him on it. Wow. I bet that's the real love interest. I don't know. Her and Todd kind of have a thing going on. What? Freaking Todd. What well, I, I heard, yeah, like because this thing is him and Carol are together, and then Todd and uh, what's her name are are together. Well, the oh, relationships on that show are very fluid. It's you don't know how it's going to end up, and I kind of like that. Like Will Forte is not following a standard structure. You just aren't quite sure what's going to happen the next week. But see, you know, I will say that whatever does happen with that show, I, I, I like the fact that he is, at least it, it appears to be following his, whatever his vision is yep. for the show. And that, that has a lot to be said for yep. that. And I, you know, and I don't know. I mean, I'll, I'll give you a better, because again, I'm just hearing from everybody else sure. and I'm just attaching my own thoughts and whatever to it. Mm-hmm. It actually, some of it makes me sort of excited and also sort of bummed to watch the show. But Just be excited. Morgan loves the show, and she doesn't watch that much TV. She does not. She really likes the show. Yeah, man. So, um... We watch... I mean, we have to watch Mad Men every Monday night, but after we get through Mad Men, then that's the next show I'm, she wants I'm, to I'm watch. having that build up. Oh, uh, um, it's... Mad Men's good. It's, the ratings have been abysmal. The Breaking Bad strategy did not pay off for AMC with Mad Men, which I could have told you it wasn't going to work. Splitting the season was stupid. But it's 
Good. I mean, I think it's good. I think well, it's it worked for Breaking some, Bad. It worked for Breaking Bad because of Netflix and people finding it. And Breaking Bad was always a growing audience show. Mad Men's never been a growing audience show. Mad Men's always been critically acclaimed, seldom watched. But no, I like I like it. And Justified, one of my favorite shows, came to an end forever last week. I heard that had a great ending. It had an amazing ending. Basically, the whole. The, it came down to Raylan and Boyd, obviously. Have you ever watched much of Justified? I watched season two um, because I, I watched the first six episodes of se- or uh, ha- well, however many it was in season one. I watched half of it mm-hmm. and I didn't care for it. Really? Yeah, I got to the part where he broke into the house mm-hmm. and because uh, he wanted to bang the chick. Sure. And uh, I just was like, this feels like it's going nowhere. Well, season two when they added Margaret Martindale. No, yeah. yeah. That's when yeah. I, started, I I watched in the middle of that because everyone because. That was the best. Because everyone was like, well, because the critics at the time, which I thought was the second mm-hmm. wall and all those guys, were like, we like Justified, but we feel it, it, the sum, it could be much better than it was. In season two, it's like, this is exactly what we wanted the show yeah. to be. And Seasons Margo two Martin and Dale six were the best. Ending. She got one. No, she did. That's what yeah. I'm saying. So in the middle of that season... Well, Caitlin, Caitlin Dever, who was in that season, she was the young girl that comes yeah. to stay. She was in the finale, and she was in the last season quite a bit. She popped up every once in a while. Um, but the finale basically came down to three characters, Boyd, Raylan, and Ava Crowder. And those were the three that were the most important. And I love that they... Like, halfway through the episode, you thought things were resolved, and Raylan's driving out of town with Ava beside him, and they start playing that famous song again, you know, in You'll Never Leave Harlan Alive, and they get rammed in the back by a pickup truck, and Raylan almost dies, and Ava escapes, and that's where, and then it jumps, tw- it says, like, four years later, and they spend, like, a full 20, 25 minutes in four years later, and we, you know, eventually Raylan does track down Ava, who's been on the run, and he decides not to take her into jail, she's because, pregnant, right? no, she's got a kid, got it's a kid. Boyd's kid, and Raylan's now with daddy, who's been raising his daughter, and so he decides to let her go for the kid, sake of the kid, but then... Ava begs him, don't tell Boyd about this kid, because Boyd will come. And the last scene is just Raylan going to visit Boyd in prison, and he tells Boyd that Ava's dead and shows him evidence that Ava's dead, like DNA records or whatever, that he's faked. But Boyd's like, why'd you come? But the whole point of the scene is, Boyd's like, why'd you come and tell me this in person? You know, we've never gotten along. You live in Florida. You know, I'm in Kentucky. Why would you drive all the way up here just to tell me that she's dead? And she's been dead for two years, apparently. Like, was what Raylan tells him. And Raylan's like, like, starts to get up to go. And Boyd's like, it's because we dug coal together. And you just have this look. And you're like, no matter what shit's happened between the two of them, and they may have hated each other and tried to kill each other a million times, they dug coal together. And that formed a bond that surpasses everything. Yeah. And that was fantastic. And even best. though Raylan spent the whole scene lying to him, and he's not gonna like be his best friend, mm-hmm. they dug cold together. That, yeah, that perfectly summed up the relationship so well. I thought it, that was like the last line of the series. I thought it was brilliant. See, like I, I heard about that because I remember that was a line that, or they talked about that in the pilot. Yeah. So well, Raylan, our Boyd was only supposed to be a short-term character anyway. Anyway, right. but Walden Goggins was so awesome; they just kept him around, and then the show became off the two of them. But one thing I am disappointed with is they brought back Pat Oswald's character very briefly in the final season, basically, and apparently he like died, but we didn't really see what. Yeah, they kind of didn't. His character was the one in the final season I felt didn't get his due. Everybody else they brought back got their due. 
Uh, he had some great stuff earlier in the season when he popped up, but when they brought him back the final time, it was like uh, we hear a gunshot in the distance, and then you see Raylan like holding his body later. Like Boyd's like, oh, I shot Bob by the way, and Raylan goes and finds Bob, and Bob's like almost dead at that point, and I'm pretty sure he died. Now Mary Steenburgen's death in the penultimate episode was awesome and incredibly violent, so that was cool. Wow! But I didn't know uh, she was in that show. In the final season, her and Sam Elliott were like the big bads that came in, and Sam Elliott survived till the finale, but then they had a. Yeah. Real deep voice. Oh, I know from the, the dude. Yeah, back yeah. to the dude. Yeah, yeah. He's like, you know, people don't like it when you cuss, dude. He's yeah. like, well, what the fuck, man? Yeah, no, it's. I mean, Justified so good. It gives some characters some really great stuff, and I mean, I just love that show so much. It's a good show. From my again. That was one of those things where uh, the next season started, uh, I got a new cable box and it mm. got lost, and I was like, I'll watch it eventually. It's about Netflix somewhere. or something? Yeah, so I'll, I will watch it, because I do like uh, the actor too, so, um, uh, Timothy Elephant. Oh, he's him. fantastic. He's fantastic, so, but, um, all right, well, we'll end on that note for the moment. Okay. And uh, we'll be back whenever we're back. Whenever we're back. Whenever we're back. In about a month or three weeks, whatever. <laughs> whatever happens there, yeah. Place. What the fuck am I supposed to say? <laughs> what the fuck is that?